Look, in the sky, Chief. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, look, it's... You wanted to see me? Yeah, Ken, come on in. Sit down. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. Welcome back. We're here with another episode. Today, we are talking about Superman Returns, the 2006 quasi-sequel to Christopher Reeves' Superman 1 and 2, which, of course, if you've been listening, we discussed a couple episodes ago. Don't call it a reboot, you know what I mean? Don't call it a remake. Don't call it a reboot. Call it... Superman Returns. That's the tagline. (laughs) Um... So yeah, this movie, which came, I don't know, a couple decades after the final Christopher Reeve Superman movie came out, uh, is kind of a sequel to the first two. It ignored three and four, As which did we, we have not, yeah, which we did do, and Supergirl, which I forgot about until I saw it on the Wikipedia page for this movie. Um, and it features Brandon, Ralph, Ruth, I don't know how to how to pronounce it, but it features him doing his best to emulate Christopher Reeve's performance from the original. He looks like a CGI fake person half the time, or like a video, a really like a modern day video game yeah. character. There's something uncanny valley about him, yeah. but he does have a good face for Superman. I will say that he's very plain looking. Exactly, <laughs> but in the right way. Um, it was two and a half hours long. Yeah. I would say about an hour too long. And <laughs> I actually meant to look up what the run times were of the originals, because I remember before we watched the first one, and to a lesser degree the second one, I had thought that those movies were really short. But I think the first one is, the first Superman movie is two hours and 23 minutes long. And... The first movie, while 10 minutes shorter in runtime, felt way better paced than this. Well, there's more action in the first one, all the exposition. Like, we didn't need all of the exposition we got in this movie. Could have done with another, like, fight scene, I guess. Anything? I don't know. An executive said when speaking about the uh, money made by this movie, which they were not happy with, Maybe we should have put in another action sequence to satisfy the young male audience. But, uh, I mean, I appreciate, and I think I could see what they were trying to do, which was like, the entire movie felt like a love letter to the originals. Down to, like, the, the goofy antics, kind of, of Lex Luthor's sidekicks, slash Boo, who is named Kitty and carries a dog everywhere. It has like a weird mix of stuff that feels like a relic from the originals and trying to like blend those elements with a more modern, mature version of like the world that Superman lives in. Yeah, it definitely has like a darker edge. I mean, it is 2006, so like to set the scene of where we are in the super world, we've had... A couple X-Men movies come out. We've had Fantastic Four come out. Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man. We're on the precipice of MCU and the Dark Knight series trilogy. Yeah. But those haven't come out yet. Yeah, we're right before the big shift. So we're at like kind of goofier comic book, but still kind of dark. Like X-Men was pretty dark-ish. Yeah, but it's a... They're not leaning one way or the other. And it kind of shows, I think, in good and bad ways uh, in certain scenes that we will break down as we traipse our way through this movie. And we, Griffin and I, should have been, like, not necessarily, like, the prime age to see this, but, like, old enough that, like, we could have gone to see this movie. So this was in 2006, and we were, like, in middle school just to date ourselves, or not date ourselves, I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I have absolutely no memory of this movie coming out. I don't remember seeing trailers for it. I don't remember being like, oh, maybe we should go see that at the theater. And like, this was also a time where we started going, or at least I started going to the movie theater, like in middle school, like with friends. So it just feels very odd that this like, didn't come across my radar. I don't know about you. No, it didn't. I'm pretty sure that the only reason I had heard of this at the time was because they adapted it into a video game. A video game, which I did not play, but I do remember that. It didn't get picked up to be like played on TV a lot because I watched a lot of movies on TV yeah. and this was certainly not one of them. I mean, I think it's one way or another, maybe a byproduct of just the Superman character not being like... I don't know, super exciting because like, I remember when it's the Spider-Man all like movies, nostalgic. right. I remember when the uh, Spider-Man movies came out and like, I saw Spider-Man three in theaters <laughs> the year after this. And like, I remember when Batman begins came out and like fantastic four and like all of those. That's what I'm saying. Like, but I, I mean, I, I think unless you were like already a Superman fan, this wasn't really going to get you to go see it or pay attention to it. Which is part of, like, the whole conundrum of how to use Superman in the movies. Well, in this movie, they just didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let's jump into it from the start, shall we? Yeah. So, Superman has apparently been gone for five years. Um, He returns to a Aunt May-style... Martha Kent. Yeah. Lex Luthor has... She should not be living on that farm by herself. Yeah. Well, she's got a dog, and she had a male friend over playing Scrabble. A male friend. Thought we were coming back to that, but we didn't. Nope. That's her... Her life is her business. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Lex Luthor has swindled a widow into giving him money. Actually, that's how the movie starts, which was very weird. First of all, glorious... Like, five-minute-long pre-roll credit sequence that's just from the originals. Yeah, I would have trimmed that. I was like, yes, would have trimmed, but also I appreciate the intent and the follow-through. And, yeah, and then we get this uh, whole thing with Lex Luthor and Gertrude, and he opens the door after he has had this dying old woman sign away presumably her entire estate to him and her entire family who has been trying to get in and saying that he's a criminal, he's a crook, he doesn't deserve this. They're all just staring at him. Very Knives Out moment. That is exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. I was like, this is just 
straight out of Knives Out, and then uh, permanently traumatizes a little girl by taking off his toupee. <laughs> um, this is our first time seeing Kevin Spacey in a movie in a couple of years. If you uh, keep up with the news, he hasn't been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of good to ease back in with him being the villain. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's suitable. I um, would say, though, I was kind of disappointed in his Lex Luthor. I was expecting a little bit more humor. Me too. And there was none. Yeah. I mean, I if I remember correctly... Lex, Thank God for Parker Posey. <laughs> she was really carrying the scenes to make them not all grim. But like, if I recall right, the the Lex that we saw in the first movie was more serious. The second movie, I think, had a bit more humor because he had like that sidekick that was with him all the time. Yeah, but even the first one, like when yeah. they're in his lair and stuff, there's like a... It was more campy. Yeah. And like... I would have liked this more if they'd either gone, like, full camp or made him even more, like, villainous. Because what we really got was, like, a retread of his, like, real estate plot, but with a less entertaining Lex. Yeah. I I mean, and we have seen Kevin Spacey do, like, really sarcastic... Like, I'm thinking of his character in Horrible Bosses, something like that, where, like... It's very funny, but, like, very dark. Yeah. Like, you can definitely do that with him. So I just think that they didn't give him a whole lot. Yeah, I think that's on the director and on the script. And This movie yeah. needed some, like, one-liners. And, like, who else to do it than Lex Luthor? I know. Yeah, I can't think of a single one. This was a dry... I, I think it was just, like, a dry movie. It was. It was. I think that's, that's the main issue with it. It's, like, I don't... I don't dislike the plot or anything, and I like that a movie called Superman Returns spends so much of its runtime like grappling with the fact that Superman has been gone for so long, just like he was gone from the from the movie theaters before the release of this, but it was not executed that well. Um, and I know that there was like a originally there was a sequel planned. Um, and that ended up falling through due to its underperformance and the fact that like everybody involved just ended up having other projects to work on. I guess they didn't have Joss Whedon come in and punch up the script. They did not. I don't know what Joss Whedon was doing at this time. Um, Firefly? Yeah. Yeah. Buffy? Yeah, I don't know when Buffy ended. Uh, Yeah, I think it might have already ended. But um, yeah, it, it needed some workshopping. So we go from the... Gertrude scene and then we have the moment with um, Martha Clark at the farm and we see the Kryptonian spaceship crash into the ground which I thought was like a cool scene how did he get that spaceship yeah you know it's easier just to not ask any questions okay. about his time away because <laughs> I feel like, like some what other was he like doing for five sense. years if there's no planet to go to looking for other ones I guess like looking for other people from Krypton I guess, like, travel time, but, you know. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, he's fast, but how fast is he? The universe is a big place. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm trying to think of, like, how we ease into things. I guess Clark goes back to the Daily Planet. Yes, and um, 
Lex goes to the ice castle, as I've called it in my notes. Yes. And I like that was a really great tie-in to the originals. Like, I think that was a good setting the scene, kind of, and that he had been there before. So, like, I think that was a very clear way for them to be like, you can use, like, your memories of the first movie. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to play off of that. Or the first I like that, movies. too, because, like, of course they have, like... um Superman's father, like, his voice recording and all. But I like that the only, like, other reference that they made to that was uh, Parker Posey's character being, like, it feels like you've been here before. And, like, Lex doesn't even respond to that. But I yeah. I liked that it was, like, yeah, we don't need to retread this. Like, yeah. But, like, you're a real, she, <laughs> you know, the deal. <laughs> isn't she supposed to be the same character? Or is she supposed to be someone different? I don't, I don't think she's the same character because, like, I don't think her name was Kitty, but Superman I don't Superman rescues her and then is like, oh, like you're working for Lex? Like, he doesn't say it, but when... He kind of does, later, and she still gets on the air balloon or whatever. Yeah. I don't... I mean, let me... Let me check. But I think the woman from the first two movies was somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, well, Parker, like we said, Parker Posey was great. I like that she just carried those dog for the rest of the... <laughs> yeah she she like brought like a nice flare but again like in the scenes where lex is like at his most evil she seems so out of place i'm like we are doing two different things here well yeah they're and trying to show that she like cares but then she never even had a moment where she like oh well yeah i guess when, she threw the crystals out yeah but it's that so strange it's just like if they're they're trying to have this darker version of Lex, but still with like the comedic trappings of old Lex, and doesn't really mesh. Um. So we get him playing with his like model train set, which to me just feels like very on the nose. I love that. <laughs> like, some if it wasn't Lex himself, which I assume it wasn't, he put in so much time and detail into building this entire like. A model train set is an understatement. This is a, a city to scale. It was so much work, and then he blows it up. It's beautiful. Um, and then the other like main thing that's happening when we first come on the scene is there's a rocket taking off top of an airplane, and they have the press who's supposed to be reporting on this event on the airplane. That is the thing that upsets me most about this movie. Why would the press be on the airplane of the thing that they're supposed to be covering? The I'm fairly sure that a rocket being attached to the top of a plane is a thing. I can't say for sure. Like from real life, IRL? IRL. This isn't Incredibles. Let me see. Um, and I'm doing that research. But yes, either way, the... The fact that they would be willing to just put a bunch of civilians on this plane. Well, not just that. It's like, how are they supposed to be reporting on it if they're like part of the experiment? Right. They got to take the spokesperson's word for it. They do have them attached. But you can probably uh, you can bet that there is nobody on that plane except for the pilots and NASA crew. That not, would be my guess. Not Lois Lane and her cohorts. It was also, yeah, it was like a commercial airplane. Well, no, it was like Air Force, but it was like set up. Like NASA got their budget cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's all happening. 
Yeah. Um, Clark, you, you were saying that Clark's back. At Clark the... is back and he sees it and just dips out um, to go I, save the plane. I love um, the character, the actor that they have for... Jimmy? Jimmy, yeah. Yeah, he's a great touch. Um, he was a welcome inclusion to the cast at the Daily Planet, especially after they did my boy so dirty in Batman v Superman. That was fucked up. Did... Jimmy Olsen is the one who's like goes to the desert with Lois oh, Lane and right. is like he's a like undercover spy and yeah. gets killed. A at... really bad spy, first of all. <laughs> um, so this was a pretty good introduction action scene. I actually think this is the most memorable action scene. The plane from the movie, yeah, by yeah. far. Um, but I gotta say, like, great scene, like horrific. Of course, plane crash, terrifying. Well done. <laughs> But I'm like, Lois, you're supposed to put your own oxygen mask on. Well, that's, what the, that's what they tell you. I know, but if she put her oxygen mask on, she couldn't have helped that woman. Yeah. Also, I don't know if it was that. Like, the CGI was not good. It looked like a um, reenactment animation at one point. Like, they spin the plane and they just show it in the sky. And it was, like, clearly, like, a cartoon yeah. drawing. The CGI, not that great. The, and I'm thinking it's sense- 2006. Like, it should be better, I think, than it was. Superhero movie budgets uh, were not what they are. Also, I just had this question, like, in the middle of the movie, but... What year is it supposed to be in the movie? Is it supposed to be 2006? I mean, it's they supposed have to be five years after the second one. So I think... No way, because it's the, modern. In the world of Superman, they have just progressed technology. I've, I saw this question when I was reading about the nature of this movie, and the general response, I think, was it's best to just ignore it because they never tried to tackle it. And I don't know. Maybe the uh, the arrival of Superman to Earth uh, ushered in a new age of technology in which they were able to produce cell phones. I feel like it's 80s. just 2006, which just coincidentally happens to be 1985 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it really, I guess it really doesn't matter. But the fact that they put a year on it, I mean, they, I guess they had to. I'm just more surprised, I guess, that they went through the trouble of trying to, like, make it fit with those older movies rather than just doing a, a fresh reboot. I guess I mean, they didn't want to do the origin story again, which is fine. Yeah, but they probably wouldn't have had to. But I guess, I don't know if um, the people pitching or at least approving the pitches for these movies realized that audiences could handle a superhero movie without the origin, <laughs> especially for somebody like At Superman. that time, though, I don't know. That's well, what I'm yeah. saying. Um, why it, this actually just like leads me to my next note is like, this is all just a rigmarole to have this like child reveal. Great word. Thank you. (laughs) But yes, it is. Like, okay, we want to introduce like a secret love child. So we have to pick up where things left off, but like, it has to be a reveal. And I feel like they were trying to, like, make the reveal a bigger deal. Because, like, I think everyone guesses it as soon as the child is, like, seen. And then, but then, like, James Marsden is like, yeah, you, like, met him or had this article, like, long before we met. Like, a long time before we met my night with Superman. How much overlap is there that James Marsden thinks that that's his son? 
Like, she would have already been pregnant by the time she met James Marsden. Lois Lane, to me, does not come off very well in this movie. She makes a yeah. lot of poor choices. I feel really bad for James Marsden. <laughs> James Marsden is the saddest character in this movie. He's also he's, like a true hero in that boat scene. He he's spends his entire time in this movie running around trying to ascertain Lois's whereabouts. Be a good dad. Well, and taking yeah, taking care of his son and being like I just want to be a good husband. Meanwhile, his wife keeps running off. They're not even to go married. Fiance. Because they've had a prolonged engagement. So I guess we're supposed to think that James Marston is the bad guy. But like, I'm like, where do they stand by the end of this movie? She kisses him on the lips at the end and then promptly kisses Superman on the lips when he's like in a a coma. We were like one scene away from Superman just like flying up to James Marston being, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> but then James Marsden like totally saved his life. We have a, a complicated romantic situation here. Like, is anyone gonna tell James? <laughs> no. About the sign? No. Lewis is definitely not gonna tell him. He's she's going to wait until he uses his powers, and then she's gonna be like, "No, it's just a really weird coincidence. <laughs> Maybe it's because I touched Superman that one time." He transferred his powers to me. It's shady. It's super shady. <laughs> I mean, I've always had this like issue with Lois Lane not giving a shit about Clark Kent, but like totally in love with Superman. And it's like, and like, clearly he's trying to like test her, be like, well, if you like me at my best, you should like me at my nerdiest. And she's like, fuck that. But I did, I did think like this version of Lois Lane did seem to like genuinely care about Clark more. Yes. Whereas like Lois Lane from the originals could not give two shits about Clark. She's like, you, you dweeb, get out of my office. And I did like that the kid put it together immediately that Clark Kent was. I mean, like, and they even made a joke about it, which I thought was funny. They made the joke about it, but I'm also like, Tell guys, us like, Clark. <laughs> <laughs> this alibi is paper thin. Like, you can't, you can't have it both ways because if he realizes that it's him, basically, after meeting him IRL like two times, his face is all over the media constantly. Also, like, Clark, be back for, like, uh, like three days before you bring back Superman. Or, like, bring back Superman and then, like, give it a week before Clark returns. He can't do it. He, he just can't do it. Well, clearly no one cares because no one's catching on. Because <laughs> no one cares about Clark. I feel really bad for Clark in all of this. I just... Where is he in this love triangle square? Rhombus. He's a rhombus. <laughs> he's a love rhombus. He's, like, outside of it. He's not even in it. He's just there, just observing from the sidelines. Um, okay, so we go from all of all of this drama, some of which we have jumped ahead a bit on, but uh, Lex Luthor steals a bunch of kryptonite from the museum, and Lois gets put on a job to interview Superman, and basically ends up, while still kind of maybe covering the blackout thing, just wandering onto Lex Luthor's yacht with her son yeah, and one, no cell phone. One quick note about her reporting. So she's like supposed to be reporting on Superman, but she's like, no, I'm going to cover this blackout. And they're like, well, Clark's on it. 
and everyone kind of just laughs and like I haven't seen Clark submit one piece of writing. Like, how does he have a job? I know I was just saying I feel bad for him, but like, what's going on there? He does not work. Did you do any research for that blackout? Because it might have helped you. That's, that's Maybe that's his power as, you know, he doesn't have his powers like Superman, but as Clark, he is so forgettable that he walked out of Perry's office and they just forget that they gave him an assignment. Until, like, they see him, like, a day or two after that, and they call him in to do something else. Rinse and repeat. Yeah, but yes, you're right. So she shows up to this house with her child and is like, let's just walk around. Let's just get on this yacht. Yeah, giant house, opera music faintly playing in the distance, huge yacht. Leaves cell phone in car. Bad vibes off the bat. Uh, Jason says, can I stay in the car? Lois says, no. I'm like... You know, if we're gonna, if we gotta pick an option here, I would have been like, stay in the car, don't get out, and then he like follows her in. Yeah, but no, she's clearly she's like, no, you have to come onto this boat with me. It's a really good idea. Um, yeah, so just kind of wanders on and runs into Lex brushing his teeth. I thought that was scene. That was the funniest scene with Lex Luthor. Was like Lois Lane. Yeah, (laughs) you're bald. Yeah. that was enjoyable, but they do brutalize her on that ship, which is rough. The piano part was cute. Piano part was cute. With the mean guy. Yeah. Until he tried to kill Lois. Yeah. So good. He's about to like speedball some sort of, I don't know, a healing crystal. Like some something that you would see in some Instagram influencer's house. Just... <laughs> Being used as a murder weapon. That's not good chakra. Um, so yeah, then we get the reveal with Jason having powers. Cause he, I think Jason is such a weird name for I know. a child, especially. And like, Superman's child? Yeah, here's Jason. Cal-El and Jason. <laughs> I I mean, it's a family name. I think it would have been funnier if she had named him, like, Calvin. Like, Cal. Cal Elvin. That would have been... Anything's better. I mean, yeah, Jason just doesn't... It seems arbitrary. I don't even know if this is based on a character or anything. I don't, I don't know. I kept thinking Jason was James Marsden's name, but that was Richard, Richard. which was maybe even worse. Richard, come on. And just call him James Marsden. <laughs> So we also get some insight into Lex's plan, which is to create an island that he owns and can make money on. I feel like not a great plan. You have no army or military to like defend it. Like somebody could just be like, it's mine now. He shows it on the map and it's like a mile off the coast. Also, like, it's a new continent. I'm like, no, it's not. It's You didn't see all three maps. Oh, well, okay. Fair. But it's also like made out of like crystal. Like, what? Are, how are you supposed to on build that? on that? He clearly didn't think this through. I mean, maybe he just had infinite resources. Maybe Gertrude had infinite resources. And like, I mean, they clearly have continued just going all in on making Lex Luthor an evil landlord. But it, it's a little flimsy. I mean, I actually think that part of the plot was like fine. I just mean like. Yeah, it's not like a livable place, but... No. He's like, here's my apartment. I'm like, where? That pile of crystals? There's no doors. There's no walls. 
so the boat is left behind with Lois and yep, yep. They Jason. put him in the pantry and just get on out of there. James Marsden comes to rescue them. Yes. He has this hero moment, which is never appreciated. Uh, he is holding them both up to the little bit of space of air that they have because the boat like capsizes and it's incredible of him. That movie, <laughs> <clears throat> yes, that scene goes on for so long and it does this weird thing where it's like, okay, it's filling up with water. Okay, like they're not going to drown. So like Superman's going to come here and then it like pulls up, like the camera pulls out of the room and we see it like go underwater and it kind More of like, fades to black. Oh, so they're just killing But them. then it like immediately cuts back into the room and I was like, what? Are we going to go back in time again? <laughs> it was very weird. I thought, I thought about that. I was like, it's not unprecedented, but are we going to kill Lois and her son? Dark. Well, Superman helps. They fly their seaplane, which I think can hold up in a storm, which surprises me. And Superman promptly flies over to meet Lex Luthor and gets his ass handed to him. Yeah, that was a really graphic scene of them, like, beating up Superman. It's not, like, gory or even bloody, but it's just, like, sad. It also kind of reminds me of, like, a Spider-Man movie i feel like there's a spider-man where like they all gang up on him and it's really sad it's in the, well in the video game they do that and the, yeah the sinister six are just like kicking the shit out yeah, of yeah that's maybe that's what i'm thinking of which is basically what they were doing here yeah cal penn just bludgeoning superman weird i was very shocked to see cal penn in this molly noticed it like early on in the movie and i was like no that doesn't make any sense <laughs> and now i'm like that still doesn't make any sense I don't know when uh, Harold and Kumar came out, but, like, this is a step down. (laughs) I guess not at the time, but no one saw this movie. (laughs) So no one remembers that he was in it, I guess. Okay, the first one came out two years before this. Harold and Kumar. Yeah, and I mean, like, not like Harold and Kumar are, like, big name movies, but it is an interesting choice for him. Um, So, well... Actually, before Superman comes to save them from the boat, he's, like, trying to save the yeah, city. Yeah, he's, he's in Metropolis. Yeah, and well, we kind of skimmed over part of Luther's plot. When he pulls everything up to create his island, it starts causing all sorts of destruction. I just wanted to say, like, great use of the frost breath in this movie because there's, like, a gas explosion, and he just, like, does this huge, like, frost breath. Smooth. And it was really great. And I do. I love the frost breath. What's his name? Caught it all on camera. Good Jimmy. job. Good, Good job, job Jimmy. Jimmy. I thought they were going to kill Perry with the Daily Planet planet. I, I thought somebody was, like was going to die in this. Yeah. I guess all the henchmen did. Yeah. That was a that was a poignant moment for Lex. He was like, wait. <laughs> Someone actually died? Whatever Superman feels about that. I mean, he didn't do it. Kind of. Intentionally. <laughs> He's like, I didn't do it, but I didn't stop it. Um, so yeah, Superman gets uh, stabbed with kryptonite and pushed into the water. Does that then just, like, cure him of kryptonite? Because, like, how is he even picking up the 
planet because my understanding of kryptonite was like even if he's just like near it like it weakens him or does it have to be like touching him no because like when he's lifting it i think he's been like rejuvenated by the sun right i guess that kind of like clears the kryptonite that was in him but by the time he like finished lifting it like he's done again yeah so yeah i think there was enough of it for it to it to be a problem but I mean, I thought... Well, he still had some in him. Yeah. And I thought, like, getting shivved with kryptonite would be a worse problem than it was. Like, I think it I mean, it was pretty. Him. It was pretty bad. But yeah, I thought that was, like, instant. Like, <laughs> that was brutal. He, he snapped it off in him. Um, yeah, that was... He learned that in prison, probably. <laughs> That's what he said. Um, Maybe we already covered this on the first one, and maybe our people already know this, but, like, I don't understand why the country or the planet that he's from is his greatest weakness. Like, presumably, he would be living on that planet. So, like, how, why is it that kryptonite is so vulnerable to him if it's, like, literally where he's born? Did we talk about this? Yeah, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure we did, or at least we talked about it when we were watching it. It might not have been on pod. I think... Clearly, I didn't retain it. I mean, I know that his powers work differently on Earth than they would on Krypton. Yeah. So, I guess the gist of it is that kryptonite is more than simply rock and rubble left over from the planet. It got like these properties from when Krypton was actually destroyed mm. and it became like irradiated. Um, that was in the pre-credit scene. Yeah, I guess so. We just didn't get it. But they are basically saying that Kryptonite was formed from the raw materials of Krypton. So it's radiation affects Superman like uranium would affect a human that makes sense um and this person said had it existed before the destruction of krypton it would have been just as lethal to the average kryptonian gotcha so it's just bad luck that so much of it ended up on earth um my only other like main note would be that superman is really trying to make that curl happen in this movie and it is not working you can tell that they have to keep redoing it and like it looks glued on at one point yeah there's this scene where you're kind of looking up at him maybe it's when he's rescuing the boat and i was like what is that (laughs) but like when he comes back from out of the hospital too it's like so dominant (laughs) on his face it doesn't look natural really must have gotten a wig from lex it was it was too much, cause like the Christopher Reeve Superman like had it, but I think that was like seemed, somewhat natural for yeah, him. I mean, like still style, but yeah, this one felt like it had a pound of gel. Yeah, they're like just twisting curling. it into a knot at all costs. Like no one would have noticed if it wasn't there. I mean, I guess people would have, but it just didn't look good. I'm just imagining if they had done that with um, Henry Cavill's version. It's very funny to me. Just this giant, like, (laughs) down to his eyebrows. All right, so we have covered most of the main plot. So Superman successfully flies this 
new island up into space, which apparently was going to be a plot device in the sequel. Maybe someone was living on it in space. Uh, oh, how he's, fun. he's feeling that Krypton poisoning pretty yeah, hard. he's unwell. And is taken to the hospital where we get a scene where someone is trying to inject him with something and the needle just breaks or bends, which reminded me of um, Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. there was a scene in Luke Cage where they were trying to do that. That had a very gross Yeah, that was very around. similar. Um, was like, oh, yeah. Double-edged sword. Um, but they did get the Krypton out. And I don't know why it took him so long to like feel better. Maybe he just wanted to rest. Maybe he was having some... Well, he doesn't sleep well because he keeps hearing everybody. <laughs> right? Yeah, I know. He's like literally in the stratosphere and he can hear a baby crying. I'm like, I do not envy you. They do not make noise-canceling headphones <laughs> good enough for this. Well... Everything starts to get resolved nicely. He wakes up from his coma. Yeah, except for this triangle of parenthood know, and love. I'm really hoping that like the sequel would have been all in on... They would have had to. They're in relationship therapy. That's the movie. I mean, I could see them like making it work between her and James Marsden because it's like, well, he's not like able to like basically be in a relationship, but like... And then they all are just like parents together like they could have done a really like healthy yeah it's just like you know it's not the classic like satisfying conclusion i almost thought that they were just gonna have lois lane ditch james marsden be like nope i don't really ship lois and superman no it's like a fun fling you know like i said like if she cared about clark maybe i would yeah but she doesn't so you don't i just I'm just left scratching my head that they that they brought in this plot and didn't really do anything with it. Also, we don't see Clark Kent for the last 45 minutes of the movie. We don't even see like a conclusion to what's happening with Clark. Doesn't matter. Last time we see him, Doesn't they're matter. like, "We got this fax. I'm going to go I'm going to get my plane and then Clark's like, "Okay, I'm going to go do something over here." And then obviously <laughs> like does a Superman thing, but like thanks for all your help with that, Clark. <laughs> the post-credit scene that I would have needed for this is just like credits end, cut to the Daily Planet offices. It's like completely dark, but Clark is working on this paper about the blackout. <laughs> just like typing away. I hope like, when when do you have time to write? You know, after a busy day supermaning the place. He doesn't have an apartment. Does he fly back to the farm every day after work? No, he falls asleep in space. <laughs> There's that one scene where he's, like, up in space, like, asleep. Just sneezing. I mean, hey. It's probably, it's the most quiet that he or can possibly get. Or he's spying get. on Lois and using his x-ray vision, which doesn't feel good. He never uses it in this, does he? Yes, he looks at where her blood is going in her body. And he uses it in their house. Oh. And the elevator God. to see that she's going up to take a smoke. He's a creep. <laughs> I don't ship them. When we get the thing where James Marsden is like, oh, like x-ray vision. I get some good use out of that. Which is like, ew. But then you see what, what, uh, what Superman's doing with it. And you're like, yeah. Even, even the, the paragon of morality over here can't help himself. Trying to find his boo. Um, 
Yeah, so I thought it was an underwhelming film. I yeah. think dry is yeah. the right word. I was like, I mean, my expectations were not super high just because like I know the deal. Like I know that it was like middling, but like I really liked the first two. And when we watched them for the pod, that was the first time that I had seen them. So I was excited to see something kind of carry on with the vibe of those movies yeah i was hoping it was gonna be like bad but like in a funny way like oh it's like really campy or it's like over the top or even funny but it's none of those things this was like if i wasn't even over the top i know like it was under the top (laughs) (laughs) like if i had to rate this out of if i had to rate this out of five it's like a three oh Maybe a two. It's definitely 2.5. Max two for me. It's like, well, I struggle with it because like, it's not inherently bad. It's just boring. Like I've seen a billion worse movies, but I was definitely like when we were an hour in and like the plot really hadn't taken off yet. I was like, what are we doing? Maybe a two is more appropriate. I just, uh, I just would struggle to recommend anybody watch this. Like, if you want to watch a good Superman movie, watch the first two. And then if you want a different take on it, watch Man of Steel. But this just doesn't really serve a purpose for for any audience. Which is a shame. Um, I know that uh, Brandon and Ruth came back and did, like, a version of this Superman on Arrow which was like an interesting take on it. I think that version of the character uh, was a little bit traumatized because I'm pretty sure Lois Lane was dead because the Joker blew up the Daily Planet offices, which is a fascinating hypothetical. Um, That's a lot happening over there in Arrowland. Always. Always a lot happening. I do wonder if, like, this movie would have been better if they kind of let them be their own characters rather than, like, being a character that's supposed to be from this other movie. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, they... I mean, I don't know how much of a difference it would have actually made, but they did kind of hamstring themselves by tying it to... tying it to the old ones. That is an interesting question to ask. Like, what... What do we think would have been different if they weren't doing that? Like, how would they have modernized some of these elements that they left alone? Well, I feel like they, the kid plot was the most compelling and was interesting. And obviously they could have gone further with that. Um, I don't, I don't, it's not really that the plot was bad. It was more like the acting or like the characters and like the, there was no oomph to the yeah, no like the dialogue. Like they just needed to be more stuff to spice it up. But like they could have kept the same like outline of yeah, the plot. Agreed. Just add in a couple more and like trim like a good forty minutes from it. You could take a lot of fat off the beginning for sure. Yeah, there's so much like with the whole like Clark and Lois going and then like. Then Superman's, like, doing his, like, rescue thing. Like, there's just so much of that before we get to anything, like, interesting. Like, we don't even know what Lex Luthor is doing, which I guess is, like, kind of the point, but, like... It's not compelling. It didn't get interesting until they got on the boat. Yeah, yeah. Which is, like, far into the movie. Uh, So that pretty much wraps up our thoughts on the movie itself. It was 
average, slightly below average perhaps. Probably I would only say check it out if you are just desperate for more Superman. You haven't watched this for some reason. But an interesting thought while we're in the world of the original Superman series is who could we take, let's just say from maybe the MCU, maybe just any of the Marvel movies from around this time, who could we take from that and fit into this universe where it would kind of make sense? Who has that demeanor, that heroism? Like, are you saying like what, like a buddy cop? Like who should team up with yes. Superman or like a villain from a different series? Well, let's do both. Okay. Well, let's do the buddy cop one first. And I have a very basic softball ass answer for this, okay. which is Captain America. Oh like, my you God. Could see that they so much be, righteousness. <laughs> they would be so righteous. Everyone that they're rescuing is like rolling their eyes because they're getting a lecture about something while they're doing it. But it would be very fun to watch. Just two superpowered Boy Scouts. <laughs> um, a very like serious pairing would be like Superman and Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. They're like, we have to save people. They would be having contests. They'd be like, no, I can definitely do this faster than you. Yeah. That would be a fun team up too, though. I think that would have some like entertaining back and forth banter because I think both of them would think that the other is like taking something or other too seriously. Like Captain Marvel would be like, like, what's your deal? Like, <laughs> we all know you're Clark. Um, I think a really fun villain for Superman would be Loki. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Loki. That would be really fun. Because how would Superman tackle something like that? Somebody mischievous that, like, doesn't play by the rules and, like, yeah. obviously is a god so, like, can do stuff. It's like Lex Luthor's, like, cunningness, but with, like, the skills to back it up. Yeah. Like, he wouldn't get his ass handed to him fighting one-on-one. Um... That's a really good one, because I don't think most Marvel villains would be, like, worth anything in a world where Superman is ever-present, so the ones that are the best options are the ones like Loki who can cause a lot of trouble without, like, having to go out and, like, actually do it, like, at least as themselves. I also think a fun, funny, like, forced pairing would be... Doctor Strange and Superman. Yeah. Like, they wouldn't really get along, but they're both, like... They're both in capes, first of all. And, like, seeing them have to, like, work together would be, like... I feel like there's actually, like, fodder there for a movie. It's like the, the Doctor Strange and Iron Man... Like, how they were not getting along, but they weren't getting along because they were so similar. But Doctor Strange would definitely have a bone to pick with Superman's like. He would just be kind of like making fun of him. Yeah. (laughs) Big, you cannot be serious. Big, no, I get to wear the red cape. (laughs) I mean, Doctor Strange just doesn't really get along with anybody. No. No, he's a dick. Um, I still have something for the villain. Who are all my Marvel I mean, we don't have to do a villain. That's usually what we do for head-to-head. Yeah. I was just thinking Loki like, would... Yeah, I think Loki's the best. I mean, because even, like, the big bad of the MCU would be nothing. Like, 
I mean, I guess like unless it's Thanos after he snapped, then it'd be fun to see how Superman would deal with that. Can't mm. can't can't roll back time when he has the time stone. Um, well, so to wrap up this movie though, what was your favorite scene? Uh, despite the CGI, I think it was the airplane just because it was the most thrilling part. And I liked how he caught it in the baseball field. It was very Superman and everybody starts applauding. Everybody got over that really fast. Um, my favorite was when he was like trying to fix all of Metropolis when... The crystal started coming. Freeze breath. Freeze breath, yeah. He also caught the globe. Yes, that was Similar a move. He was like, hold on, residents of Metropolis, I'm going to show off every power that I have. And exactly. go. <laughs> and he used why his laser he? vision, yeah. I'm going to save you all, and I'm going to look good doing it. Yeah, he was doing great work, so. Good job, Soups. We're proud of you. And um, I think we, well, we already did this. Because of the first two, but like, what power would you want to have? I think I said flying last time, or maybe I didn't say flying. Maybe I said like the near invulnerability. Oh no! Well, what about you? Freeze breath. I don't think so. I think flying. Yeah. Regardless of what I said last time, I gotta go with flying this time too, because. Maybe he just did more flying in this and it made it seem tempting. I would just like to not have to drive. Oh, yeah. They had a flashback scene of him as a child. Completely forgot about that. And that was it. Just the one. He was just like. Yeah. And also like they show Martha like at the hospital, but doesn't go in to see him. Nothing. Doesn't come back to that. They did Martha. Very weird. They did some weird choices. It, It honestly seemed like. The non-director's cut. Like, there's stuff on the cutting room floor, which I don't know how, because this movie was so long. <laughs> they were trying to do the, the four-hour cut before it was cool. Well, uh, I think that's it for Superman for a while yeah, I mean, until we decide to get into uh, Man of Steel and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's going to be a wrap for, for a, while. a while. We just watched all that stuff last year, so we got to give it some time. I haven't seen Man of Steel in a long time. Yeah, I guess we didn't watch that when we did our other DC watches. We'll get there eventually. Yeah. Until then, we'll have this guy stewing. I don't know. We'll, I don't see us ever really going back to watch the other Christopher Reeve ones. Unless someone asks us to. Yeah. I mean, if you're out there, the diehard fan of Superman 3 and 4 and Supergirl, please, you know, maybe hit us with a review and we will subject ourselves to it and I let you know. I watch Supergirl. Yeah. I'm actually more interested in Supergirl than the others. Um, yeah. Thanks for listening. Leave us that review. Yeah. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Hit us up on our socials if you have any uh, thoughts on Superman Returns or ideas for future movies that we should talk about. And until next time, we are out out of the the superverse. superverse.